to understand the circumstances with the readings and the aspect of the resurrection, one must realize that prior to Christianity, the Israelite people uh, had a great um, debate, you might say, in a nice way, but uh, a very serious search and different understanding of whether there was an afterlife. And so the resurrection is something that very much put uh, them at each other's throats, you may say. Uh, And the Sadducees then we see here, both uh, in the Gospel and then in the book of Maccabees, we see that there's this great question about the dead. What happens to a person when they die? And even the chosen people, some among them just said, well, that's it. And yet others, recognizing what we see here from Moses, recognizing the gift of being what was revealed to them as the chosen people, realized that this intuition that they had, that there was something after all of this, was true. And so they belong to different places and peoples and groups and things. And you can see in many of the religions that are studied that in different ways, different cultures and different uh, peoples believed in sort of ancestors in a way. There was something inside of us that said there's, there were somehow connected to what happens after this. And then there's lots of variations in different philosophies, different religions, different things about what that might be. And in the Israelite people, this debate is happening. Basically, are we going to something afterward or not? Is there a resurrection from the dead? Everybody realized, like, I mean, yeah, that one's done, you know, the dead. But then the question is, what happens after this? Can that person, body and soul, raise up again? And so we are entering into this, and it helps us understand a little of the Sadducees' sort of trickery, right? They're not just asking a question of Jesus to, like, understand, right? The whole thing about the wives is, or about the, um, about, uh, the, the wife and the husbands is all about the resurrection is what they're basically saying, right? They're tricking him in a way to, to try and get an answer. <laughs> they don't believe that anything happens afterwards. So what does it matter? What they're saying is they want to understand where do you stand on this issue? And so he then begins to proceed to tell us uh, about the resurrection and um, those who will live forever, Right? We are in a particular culture and environment right here at the university, and you have the ability to sit with students in your classes and live with students in your dorms and eat with students in different places that bring us right back to where these scriptures are. To believe something happens after you die is not a given. We can just, yeah, it's going to happen. But no, like, really, how do you know? How do you know? There's lots of beliefs. Right? I'm grateful for my friendship with the Nepalese. Right? They're Hindu or secular Hindu. 
We haven't quite got to the point to ask them, what do you believe about death? But I'm curious. My guess is probably either the incarnation or probably, or not the incarnation, uh, reincarnation, uh, that they're going to come back in a different body or they probably don't think about it, right? They probably don't think about it. They're 20 years old, right? <laughs> they're not much different at all, right? Well, I don't know. Whatever. But I tell you what, it doesn't matter what culture you're from. It doesn't matter what religion you were brought in. It doesn't matter what household you came from. When you get to the precipice, when you begin to sense your last breath, when you begin to sense the last breath of someone you love, you want to know what's after this. And we live in a culture again that has a lot of options. And Jesus Christ is the God who came to save us, to tell us this is what happens after this. Eternity. It goes forever. And it's either filled with God's love or it's filled with the rejection of God. But it goes forever, either way. In front of this recognition, then, we begin to ask ourselves, what is it that we want? I was thinking about uh, students when you come and you know exactly what you want to do, right? I knew the, halfway through my senior year, I was like, I'm going for business. I'm going to be in management or I'm going to be in marketing or I'm, I just knew it, right? It helped clarify a lot of things. There were like two options. I'm going to the University of Nebraska-Lincoln or I'm going to the University of South Dakota. SDSU like wasn't even a thought and I didn't even not like the Jackrabbits. My brother actually went there. But I knew what my end was. And because I knew what my end was, it made my decisions really easy. And because I grew up in a house that wasn't paying for my tuition, I went to the University of South Dakota. Maybe some of you know what that's like, too. <laughs> I'd love to say I was a husker, but I couldn't afford it. When you are in school and you know what it is you want to do for a career, it changes the way you live your days here. Right? And maybe you're somebody that is on the opposite end of that spectrum, or you know someone on the opposite end of that spectrum, and it's like, well, I'm not sure. Right? And either then it becomes anxious ridden because like every decision in the world is open to you, or you get to a point where you're like, doesn't whatever. But when you know what you want, it clarifies your path. And it actually speeds you up. It moves you more clearly. This is life. When you know where you will end up, when you know when you're going, when you're resolute about the destination that you have, it clarifies things. It makes decisions simpler. But we can be forgetful people. 
right? Sometimes I think our greatest sin isn't the list of our sins. The greatest sin is my forgetfulness of God in my life. And we can go through our lives and we never think about where it is we really want to go. And we're making a million decisions about our careers and we're making a million decisions about who we hang out with and we're making a million decisions about what we're going to do for the weekend and we're making a million decisions. We have lots of decisions. But when do you think about the decisions that need to be clarified if you were to go to eternal life with God forever? Now, if you don't believe in eternal life, that's another thing. If you don't believe that Jesus Christ is God, that's another thing. If you don't believe that what Jesus said is true, that there are only two destinations, that's another thing. If you don't believe that he said those will go one place and those will go another, that's another thing. Now, you can think what you want, but these are the things that he said. But if you believe, if you have experienced the presence of God's love in your heart, if you've known the Holy Spirit to work in your life in such a way that you realize the church today is his presence that started 2,000 years ago and that he came not to make our lives different Difficult, but to clarify our lives that the destination would become easy. This is what he wants for you. To help you get there. And the more we pay attention to our end, the more we pay attention to where it is we want to go, two things, I believe, happen. Number one, we learn to sit and pray. We recognize that to get to that destination, I need to be filled up with him, not me. St. Paul said, I die, he rises. I decrease, he increases, right? This is prayer. To give space and time to be filled with him helps change my mind. It helps change my heart. It gives me strength and resolution for the journey. And in addition to that sitting and that being still and that slowing down, right, we actually speed up. We actually move more quickly in regard to the things that actually matter. When you know what it is that's going to happen, you begin to act now. And all the other things, the distractions go away. Uh, I, I'm a, you know, I, form, I love marketing. So I wish I, I, I love marketing. Just. And to study Costco... Do you know that Costco intentionally makes your choices very few? You know, you can go into Walmart and try picking out Tide Pods at Walmart. There's like 50 options. I don't know where to begin. I'm like, I, Costco knows that. They want fewer options because then you just pick it up and you go. Right? This is what happens to us in the Christian life. The more Christ is the one who anim- animates us, the more we know the destination, the more we realize there's not a lot of options and we just choose and move. Choose and move. Choose and move. Bishop DeGrood's doing the pastoral plan, and I got to be honest, I kind of with some other priests, and we're like, why so quickly? Why so fast? Right? And then I want to like set my will against him. 
Give us time to process. Give us time to think. What if he is filled with the love of God and he knows? Saying, we got to move. All of a sudden, in preparing for this homily, it was like, what if I'm fighting God in him? (laughs) I want to think about it more. I want more options. I want to look at this. I want to look at that. I want to... No. There's a place we're going. And there's people that don't know they are loved. That don't know that he wants them to be with them forever and eternity. And we're hanging out, thinking about things that don't matter. And then it suddenly reminded me that when, I, when Pope Francis first was elected, I was reading some things and some, some people in this article were saying, you'd think that he thought he only had a year left to do everything. Yeah, he knows the destination. And so he's moving quickly. But it isn't a moving quickly that's filled with anxiety or fear or worry or doubt. It's, an, it's a moving quickly that is the fruit of sitting still and a life of prayer and a filling up with God. Let us pray that we might have that moment in our lives today. That we can just sit and turn to him and ask for him to clarify things for us. And ultimately, to have a clarity that his love for us is eternal life. And one day, there will be a resurrection of the dead for those that believe and those that do not. Everyone will stand before him and receive a glorified body that will live forever and ever and ever. He wants that forever to be in his love. Let us pray that that day might be given to us when it's time.